The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Episode 52, Maximizing Yard Sale Shopping and Selling. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Oh, yeah. Welcome to another episode of the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. I'm Jill. And not just another episode. It's not. It's it's our one year anniversary what? episode. We've been doing the Frugal Friends podcast for one year. It doesn't seem real. No, time flies when you're having fun. It does, and <laughs> we've been having so much fun the past year. Um, so we are obviously celebrating this one year anniversary with our probably favorite topic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I. I mean, oh. I don't want to put words in your mouth. I mean, put them in my mouth. There it is. It's, it, it is my favorite topic. We have been saving this one for episode 52. Everyone has been asking for it. We've been dying to do it. And so we are super excited uh, to talk about yard sales today, mm-hmm. maximizing your shopping most of all, and then also offering some tips if you're going to be hosting one in the near future. Um, and then we are sharing our Frugal Friends community's tips for yard sailing as well. And we're also going to be sharing some of our favorite moments and episodes from this past year. So this is going to be a jam-packed one. Yes. Oh, so what better way to celebrate a year than talking about yard sales not just recapping. Even. We'll get there. We we will do some recapping and our favorites and our highlights, but my goodness, to mark 52 weeks with a conversation on yard sales, you're welcome. Mm. And I want to like I just want to lean in and get so excited, mm. but I can't really cuz my my <laughs> stomach is so big right now that I'm like leaning over and I wish you could see the combination of discomfort and excitement that I'm trying to portray. Right it's good. I'm watching it and I'm enjoying it's- every <laughs> bit of it. But it is nice because you are, we had this conversation before we started recording, like you have to lean back now. Like your belly uh-huh. is so round with human inside of you that you have to lean back. But it looks very commanding on you. <laughs> it looks like you're owning the room you're knowledgeable on the topic, 
you are very laissez-faire about things. And yes, <laughs> I think it's really going to add to the dynamic of this episode. Thank you. Yeah. Well, if you if for the next like few months you hear just authority and <laughs> uh, in my voice and I don't know what else to, like angst, <laughs> then that's what it is. I did not just climb steps. I am growing yeah. a child, a human yes. child. It's there and it is growing. <laughs> and what else is growing? is our love for our sponsors. Mm-hmm. Let's do and it. And we definitely have some good ones for you today. Well, this episode, this one-year episode, is also brought to you by Yellow Posters. <laughs> <laughs> so exciting. Yes. They grab our attention and remind us of sunshine. And this time of year, they're popping up everywhere, declaring their sweet messages of yard sales, estate sales, multifamily garage sales. So follow those glorious black arrows on those amazingly durable yellow posters and snag yourselves some discounted decor, kitchenware, clothing, and more. Yellow posters alerting us to treasures everywhere. Mm. There was even some rhyming in there that wasn't even intentional, but that's what you get on week 52. You know, one year in, you get more than you bargain for. (laughs) You definitely get more than you pay for. (laughs) (laughs) We should start making money. What are we doing with that $3 a month? Where are we investing that? (laughs) One day. We're investing it back into the podcast. Yes. Hosting these things online ain't cheap. Oh, goodness. That's true. All right. Well, we are going to dive in to yard sales. And normally we would start with a a normal post that's, you know, X tips to do this or, or whatever. But when I was searching for yard sale <laughs> tips, I came across yes, you this did. really... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to call it sketchy because it's fantastic, but not your normal website you'd see in 2019. Probably <laughs> one you would saying. see in um, like 1999. It looks like but, it's copy and pasted from like an Exanga site or something, but it is yes. jam packed and it is fantastic. And it is all in Comic Sans. <laughs> but it does not discount that all of the information is relevant for 2019 and yes. it is killer. It, it is. is yardsalequeen.com so you know it's good. Uh-huh. And it's called it's just her page with yard sale shopping tips. She literally has maybe 7 pages on this website. None of them are updated. They're all in comic sans. <laughs> and this is this is it. She's got she is the dream and it's just a bunch of bullet points with tips for yard selling. Yes. And I mean, they're Great. Yeah. Jill, what do you think? That's not even a joke. Like that is no, that's yeah. not sarcasm. I would I would have considered myself an expert in yard sales and yard sailing. And when I saw this article that you found, this is this article is the treasure of the internet. Just like I was as excited about finding this article as I am about finding a treasure at a yard sale. Like 
it's so true. So perfect. And it has yeah. some really, some really hardcore tips. Like I thought I was hardcore. This woman takes it to the next level, but I'm like, I'm going to try mm-hmm. that. That's fantastic. So anyhow, enough vagueness about this. Let's, let's get into it. What are some of the top pieces you liked in here, Jen? Okay. Well, I'll just start at the top. Yeah. Um. Obviously she mentions how to find yard sales. Uh-huh. So She's about checking Craigslist. Facebook Marketplace um, is now a a big one. But she says also if your community still has a lot of yard sales in a local print newspaper or like a um, like a print magazine type with a newspaper paper, she says you can take some tape, some um, some scotch tape, and and put it over the address or the line that has the yard sale you want to go to and just rub it on that that ink and then you can carefully peel it off and put it on a piece of paper so you don't have to write down all of the um like you know church sales or city sales or whatever mm-hmm. you could just do that to make it really quick and streamlined if the newspaper is still a place where you're finding yard sales Yes, that was one that stuck out to me mm-hmm. that I had never heard of, but I was like, this woman is legit. Mm-hmm. I am definitely going to try that because I do have, we have a local kind of like penny pincher article or n- news printing type yeah, thing. Yeah. That will list out, people will advertise in there, their local yard sales, garage sales, that kind of a thing. And so this even, not only does it keep you from rewriting all the addresses, but it also can keep you from needing to like clip out, you know, taking scissors to it and marking the whole thing up, especially Mm -hmm. if it's front and back. So yeah, you just take a piece of tape and, and put it on the piece of tape, then put that on a piece of white paper and... There you have it. So that is genius. Yeah. And I would also affirm the Craigslist looking for yard sales there. You can also Google yard sales with your town area or your zip code. There are some different sites that are just yard sale locator locator sites if people know about them to even advertise their yard sales on it. But then also just driving around and making note of the dates, you know, looking at those yellow posters and taking mm-hmm. note of where yard sales are and where you want to check out. Yeah. And then also there are usually, if a neighborhood has a, a yard sale, that's usually around the same weekend every year. So she will say, mm-hmm. if you rec- if you find one that you like, put it on your calendar for next year. Just go ahead and put it down on in your iPhone open up your 2020 calendar and just put it down on that Saturday because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, it's most likely going to be around there next yeah. year. And she talks about this in the article on her website as well. The best places to go for good deals is usually the churches or yard sales that are more fundraising type 
of events. Yeah. And so a lot of times what they'll do is people in that church community or whatever type of organization it is will donate things. And then it's either priced really inexpensively or it's a pay by donation. So you claim your price and pay them the value of what you think it is that you're purchasing. Obviously, there's opportunities to take advantage of that. Hopefully you won't. But the point is, is that you, while things might be slightly junkier or cheaper, there's still the possibilities of treasures for a really decent price because a lot of times personal yard sales, people can have an inflated idea of the value of their things. Certainly, I still go to mm-hmm. yard sales, but as far as where the deals are and things that you would want to mark on your calendar to go to in the following years, it would be those church-type yard sales where nobody really feels an ownership over the things and they need to get $50 for, you know, Aunt Sue's old kerchief or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, so that's all about finding these yard sales. So uh-huh. you've got the internet, driving around, and newspaper type things. So preparing to yard sale. I loved her necessities for the hardcore yard sailor. Yeah. So hat and sunglasses, keep sun out of your eyes, sunscreen, a small cooler with beverages, (laughs) comfy shoes. She is not a fan of wearing sandals or Uh flip-flops because your feet can get wet and that's gross, especially if you're shopping on a dewy morning, which we'll find out later that you probably will be. Um, (laughs) And then a a sturdy, empty shopping bag, a reusable like grocery bag or one of those Ikea bags Mm -hmm. or an unused box to put things in in your car. Yeah. Um, These are all fantastic tips. I got to say that I I already do a lot of these, Uh which... I feel, I don't know if that's something I should take pride in or not. You should. I mean, some of these I don't like, think about. Okay, I am kind of hardcore. Yeah. Uh, definitely the shoe thing. I don't always think about that, but it is true, especially it's yard sales, right? So, mm-hmm. and even if it's in somebody's driveway or garage, chances are you might be walking through some mud or like she said, a dewy morning. So thinking that through and what... Yeah, that there is real possibility of walking into mud. Yeah. So be prepared for that. But also these things to keep on hand. I really like the sturdy bag idea, especially for these donation church sales, mommy markets, these types of things. Your hands can get full really quickly. And usually in a large open space, there's not going to be a spot for you to just set your things down. When you see Mm -hmm. something good, you want to be able to carry it around, but your hands can get full very quickly. And then it's tough to keep digging. Oh my, how to solve this problem. Mm -hmm. So bringing in your own bag as you shop, then as she also points out, eliminates the time waster that it is to have to go ask somebody for a bag or try and find an empty box at the sale that you can use. So bring in your own stuff. That's a pro tip. Also, Mm -hmm. other things to just keep in your purse or keep in your car uh, that she suggests and that I would agree with. So a tape measure, especially if you're looking for something really specific for a certain spot in your home, like curtains or a piece of furniture, you, you kind of know the measurements of what it is that you're looking for. That's really fantastic to have 
to keep on hand as a tape measure. Also, ratchet straps. We always keep these in our car because right? you never Nobody know. Of that. You never know. First of all, what you're going to find along the side of the road, even on <laughs> non-yard sale days. But also at a yard sale, you may come across a, an amazing find of something that you want in your home or maybe something you want to try to flip and redo and and resell, whatever. Ratchet mm-hmm. straps are a good thing to have in your car. Extra batteries, I don't do this, but it's it's an, a, a decent tip that if you yeah. want to test things out um, and maybe there's not batteries in a toy or in an appliance and you've got batteries of different sizes, you can test it out before purchasing. Mm-hmm. Hand sanitizer, that's a good one because you're digging through, rifling through different things. Then you may not be able to get to a spot to wash your hands. You might be grabbing that pretzel or cookie from the cute, uh, cute little kids selling it at the, at the end of the street at their yard sale. (laughs) You know, it's just good to have clean hands. Yes. So that's a good one. And then, like you said, Jen, the box for treasures in your car so that as you put things into your car, you lower the risk of it tumbling around and breaking. It's your new treasure. You need to keep it safe. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And for people that don't know what ratchet straps are, because I didn't know this until I married a man that always carried ratchet straps. Okay. They're just like things that you connect. um, So if you need to like something won't fit in your truck trunk and you kind of need to ha- have the trunk up you can either put the ratchet straps like to connect the trunk to the bottom of the car to secure the thing um you can also use those little bungee cords the ratchet straps work best if it's you know if you got to pick up a truck but you know most of us drive in those 97 corollas <laughs> but so so that yeah. is something if you can't find the ratchet straps maybe some like string or something, things to secure larger items that you're putting in your car. And then also like a multi-purpose tool with a Phillips and a flathead. So you can open up battery compartments and stuff, but those are great tips and they make yard sale shopping just a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. And then getting into a bit more of how to locate the types of things that you're looking for. So, and this one I want to tread lightly here because you never know who is going to have what. So like be careful of neighborhood profiling in all of this, but it is worth stating that in general, if you are going into a community that seems to have a lot of swing sets in their backyard, it might be a little bit young, younger families in that community, it's probably not where you're going to find a plethora of antiques and vice versa. If you're going, there's actually, actually, I found some really fantastic things. Some of the retirement communities in my area will do yearly yard sales and there'll be some really amazing finds at those. So that's a side tip. But obviously in those areas, you're probably not going to find a bunch of baby toys and and newer um, child and infant gear. So Mm -hmm. if you're looking for something specific, keep in mind like 
the house that you're going to, you know, who, who lives there? Who is it that, who is it that's selling these things? What are, what are they probably going to have for you? That's probably the only generalization that I could make. I have actually found that wealthier neighborhoods have not had things that I want or am looking for. And it's usually like the backwoods houses that have some really amazing things. So Anyhow, but they're all worth it. Like check mm-hmm. them all out because you never know the the deal you might find. Yeah, check out all the insides of the houses. Look through the windows. <laughs> peep over the fence into the backyard. See what they're see what they're like. See what their dinners Even are like. Even if they're not having a yard sale, yeah. ask them. Hey, when do you guys think you might sell some of your stuff next? Yeah, that's just the best way to make sure you're getting uh, everything you want. That's amazing. Yeah. And as far as the types of things that can be really good deals, clothing, people are generally just trying to get rid of clothing in uh, bunches, right? So it's it's not it's usually even better than thrift stores because thrift stores are pricing yeah. their pieces individually Ooh. at like five to ten dollars per article of clothing, whereas at yard sales, it's usually a dollar per clothing item. Yeah, or the thrift less. stores are getting pricey. Don't even go into Goodwill anymore. <laughs> Yeah, they're trying to make make a couple pennies on their clothing, but usually yard sales will have, of course, you would want to find a yard sale that has your size. Usually it's one to two people in the home selling clothes. So if the person isn't your size, then you're out of luck. Yeah. But so you, you can, can find great deals. There, <laughs> yeah. Look at the person selling the things. And if they are not your size, don't look at the clothes. <laughs> but you never know. They may have, you know, they may have recently had a baby or they may have dropped a couple sizes or gain some whatever like yeah it's possible that they could have clothing your size but it's not like there's going to be a massive variety yeah which is why these community wide yard sales can be really great because it's like a one-stop shop for all different types of homes and things for sale and all that yes oh i mean you're just speaking the truth here jill (laughs) um so i also loved if you are at a yard sale that has a quote-unquote fill a bag of clothes for five dollars deal or something similar she says you can get more clothes into a bag if you roll them up like a sausage rather than stuffing them into the bag Mm willy-nilly she said i don't know why but it's science Mm -hmm. trying to get as much stuff into that bag is is always the goal Yeah. I found that with packing my suitcase too. I don't, it's the same clothing. Same concept. Yeah. When I roll it up versus just stuff it all in, it's amazing. I can almost double the amount of space. It Mm -hmm. is. It's science. And then also, if you're sensitive, if you've got allergies or sensitive to cigarette smokes or something, pop an allergy pill before you go out. I always have to pop a Claritin before I go thrifting or yard sailing. It's Mm -hmm. just, I'm not going to make it if I don't. Mm -hmm. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. 
Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet, finance smarter. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y.com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. She talks in here a bit about yard sale etiquette. I don't fully agree with the fact that if a child like plays with a toy that you're obligated to buy it. I mean, I guess she talks no. about like a child like putting his mouth on it, but kids put their mouths on everything. Like I I don't think that you're obligated to purchase it if your kid plays with it. I mean, you can be nice and be like, oh, I'm so sorry about that. Offer to wipe it off if they've got Clorox or something, but you're not you're not obligated. However, they did not wipe that toy before they put it in the yard right. sale. Wipe it on your pants, put it back. Yeah, yeah. But as far as yard sale etiquette goes, I don't, maybe this doesn't fall under yard sale etiquette, maybe just how to get that thing that you want. We had a really unfortunate experience one time. And part of this is knowing who the seller is and staying by the thing that you want. So Eric and I were at a yard sale one time and there was this really amazing, really miniature piano, like a kid's toy piano, but it was beautiful, had really great tones to it. Uh, And he would actually, he was actually thinking about using it on some of his recordings, even though it was like a kid's piano, but it was really (laughs) well made. Anyhow, we asked the guy, so we went to then, we're like, ooh, we want that. We went to go find the person who was selling it to like ask, hey, how much for this? What would you take? Da, da, da. We made a deal with him, but while that was happening, his wife sold it to another person. right out from under us to this like five-year-old who couldn't care less about it. Um, (laughs) So that was a big bummer. And we were kind of like, uh... We just made a deal on this. What? Like, so that was a tough one. So I I wish that they would have honored, like, you know, the the first sale that they made to it, whatever. But I think lesson learned in this is, especially if you're going with two people and you've got your eye on something, have one person stand by it while the other one goes and looks for somebody. If not, and you see people swarming something, I would say almost stand by it until the person selling comes near you and you can Mm -hmm. ask them about it. Uh, Because those people knew that we were looking at it and they took it out from under us. Like they knew. Jerks. So that was that was a little slimy. We're still feeling the pain of that to this day. But <laughs> lesson learned, and there you all go for a tip. If there's something you really want, be careful of the other yard sailors who want to swipe it from you. 
Yeah, yard sailors are vicious. So yeah. be aware, not all of them are nice, uh, like your frugal friends. But yeah, <laughs> definitely don't take it for granted that they'll just be nice to you. Yeah, so. yeah. I like some of her tips for like finding out. So if you are buying something in a box, always look through the box. And if don't just open it up, but actually inspect what's inside. Because um, mm-hmm. sometimes people put old things in new boxes. Like when you're buying dishes or glassware, run your fingers around the edges to catch any chips or anything that can really help you negotiate down prices, even if you do want it with the chips. Mm-hmm. And then if you are trying to buy shoes, then you can, she says, if you're trying to buy shoes for kids, you can keep a tracing of their foot with you. Um, oh, wow. So even if the kids don't yard sale with you, you can have their foot outline and you can see, you can slip it into the shoe to see if it's going to fit or if it's in a size that will eventually fit soon. Yeah. That is genius. That's genius, not just for yard sales, but for just shopping in general for kids. Yeah, if you don't want to take your kids with you, just be like, yeah. here, Timmy, let me outline your foot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was always my favorite part, was getting my foot measured and like traced when you would go to a shoe store. Yeah. Like as a kid, I thought that was cool. Yeah. Anyway, she also gives tips, just random tips. Like if they put price tag stickers on it to take those off, once you purchase it as soon as possible, the longer a sticker stays on, the more sticky residue is possible that it leaves behind. So just, I mean, this literally, this page goes on and on with fantastic tips. Yes, definitely bring your dollar bills don't try and yeah. haggle something down and then ask for change. And then whip out your 20. Oh, <laughs> right. I've done that one. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> one's the worst. The other day I bought something off Facebook Marketplace and I, I haggled it. I just like asked. It was 10 bucks. I was like, would you take eight? And she said yes. But I couldn't. I didn't have any ones and I couldn't find them. And so like I was not going to be like, do you have change for this? I was just like, you know what? Here's two fives. It's what I got. It's your lucky day. So, Yeah. <laughs> Be prepared with change. Uh-huh. This is a tip that I love and do do practice. She says, when I'm going yard sa- sailing, I wear a fanny pack. I don't carry a handbag. Whoa. Fanny packs for life. You They're, do this, keeps- Jen? Yeah, we have a fanny pack. Um, and mostly Travis wears it. Um, but still, the fanny <laughs> I have pack seen him there. wear a fanny pack. That is yeah. true. <laughs> um, it also keeps your hands free to look over items and then you have your bag over your shoulder and it's just, it's much easier yeah. uh, to, to get into everything. Yeah. You got your fanny pack on. Yeah. She talks about a lazy way of haggling and I don't really care for this. I've had people do this to me where she just will ask a price and then make a face as if she just ate a sour lemon and put it down and walk away. And maybe the seller will offer a lower price. That's a little, that can be offensive to some people because it is their things. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit passive aggressive, but An alternative lazy way to haggling would be if you have, and I think we talked about this in our negotiating episode, but to ask for a price on something and then ask if they'll throw in 
something else. This would only work if you actually want more than one thing from the yard sale. I mean, don't just walk away with more more crap than what you need. But if you are buying a planter of some sort, but then you also kind of like the candle and be like, oh, how much for this? Oh, would you throw in the candle for that price? I love doing that. Yeah. Yes. I love doing that. That's my favorite and usually not offensive and usually works <laughs> pretty much every time it mm-hmm. works. Yes. Um, and my last favorite one on this list is um, if you see an item and it's priced too high and the seller won't negotiate, then give the seller your name and telephone number yeah. and tell them you're interested in it if it doesn't sell by the end of the day or by the end of the yard sale yeah. um, and they're willing to come down on the price. Then you can leave, you can continue yard sailing, um, and then if it's meant to be, it'll be. You got, if, you, if it's meant to be, you let it go, it'll come back to you. Yes, that is a good one, and that has worked for us before. If it's not mm-hmm. a price that we want, but yet it doesn't, it's they still have the potential to sell it at the end of the day rather than just giving it away or yeah. trashing it. So that's fantastic. One other thing that she kind of alluded to in here, but I will also say, is to take your time at a yard sale too. If you see that you like something, there's no rush to have to walk up and pay for the thing right away, especially if it's an appliance or uh, some sort of thing that requires operating, you can look that item up. Like, you know, take your time while you're there to even look things up on your phone as far as value goes, the model that it is, whether it's worth what what you would pay for it used, common things that might go wrong with it, reviews on it. So we've done that a lot, like, because there can be the the excitement and the impulse buying that happens at a yard sale. So it, especially if it's a larger ticket item, take your time Look it up. Make sure that it's going to be a good purchase. If at all possible, use it. Turn the thing on. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, these are all important things to keep in mind, especially for the bigger ticket items. Yeah. And I hope that you found out some things that you didn't know about yard sailing and that you will take it into your future yard sales because I learned some things that I didn't realize, and I've been yeah. to quite a few yard sales. Yeah. So, well, and I'm very excited. Lastly, because we did mention we'd get here, is getting there early, but not mm-hmm. too early. Like, don't be that annoying early bird that is a part of yard sale etiquette. Like, don't come an hour before it starts. Yes. Um, come on time, but getting there early can, especially if you've already spotted it out and it's like, okay, this one's going to look like a good one. I think that they're going to have some things that I want. Get to that one early and get the things that you want. On the flip side, coming coming late can get you good deals if you don't have your eye on something specific because sellers are motivated to get rid of their things by the end of a yard sale day. Yeah. So both are good. Early is good for if there's a lot of things and you kind of know that there's some bigger pieces you want to purchase and late is good for the deals. Yes. Well, that kind of leads us into our next article. Yes. From Money Talks News. And this one is 15 tips for super, super profitable yard sale. But some of these can also be translated in how to shop more effectively. Mm -hmm. And then the first one on this list is start early. Mm -hmm. So if you're throwing 
a throwing a yard show. Like, like it's a party. Throwing a party. I, said, yeah. I like it. Throw a yard <laughs> sale. You're throwing a yard sale or a That's yard That's a frugal shower. activity. I'm, yeah. I'm right. I'm like in the throes of my baby shower. Um, but if you are having a yard sale or planning to yard sale, start early because you already know you're getting a good deal because it's a yard sale. So mm-hmm. starting right when they open – don't be one of those people that shows up to the yard sale that starts at 8 at 7 a.m. Don't show up then. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be set up. There's not going to be anything out there. You're going to make everybody stressed who's mm-hmm. trying to set it up. Like, it's just not. And it's not a good time to haggle either. I think sometimes no. people think, I'm going to get there an hour early, and then I'm going to be able to talk people down. Like, that just annoys them. They're going to get pissed at you, mm-hmm. and they're not going to bargain with you. Mm-hmm. They're going to choose the person that got there at 8. Yeah. So don't don't do it. But I mean, definitely don't start at noon. Like, right. Look at what time other yard sales are starting the week before. Yeah. 8 a.m. is usually an acceptable time. And I will yeah. say that the trend in yard sales is that a lot of people are starting them on Fridays. I yes. don't know how or why or what the job market is doing, but a ton of people have and go to yard sales Friday mornings. Yeah, well, it's a really popular thing in the South. Yeah. Because we obviously have our snowbirds can come during Fridays. Right. So if yeah. you are if you are in the South, try a Friday. Yeah, even, even Friday mornings, doing Friday mm-hmm. morning and Saturday morning. You actually, I have found with my yard sales, I actually do better on Fridays than I do on Saturdays, which is... Yeah, less competition too. Right, yeah. So then the second tip on here is for when you are throwing a yard sale. I like that vernacular. I'm going to use that. (laughs) Uh, To gather sale items throughout the year. So if any part of you is starting to think you're you're in the throes of the KonMari method and you're thinking, (laughs) eventually I will do a yard sale. Put stuff aside. I mean, you don't want to sit on things for too, too long, but you can start, if there's any part of you that's thinking, I'm going to have a yard sale, start putting stuff aside and gather it throughout the year because it can be a lot of work to have a yard sale. And so doing the work throughout over a couple of months can really help day of rather than Mm -hmm. deciding a week before and then going crazy trying to dig through your entire house and get rid of things. So pace yourself. Yeah. Or if you're bringing stuff to the thrift store and you're like, I actually think I could get some money for this. You can set that stuff aside and just kind of sort through it. So that way, you know, when yard sale time comes, you have a really good collection Mm -hmm. of things that will actually sell like more quality than quantity. Because another thing is when People are when you have so much stuff, and it's like, like mostly junky. People <laughs> won't go through um, the rest of it. Like normal people mm-hmm. won't. The yard mm-hmm. sale queen will, and Jill will. But <laughs> I'll but dig if you through have, it all. <laughs> yeah, if you have a moderate sized yard sale, um, and you've just been like saving all your good stuff, then it's gonna. The fewer choices people have, the more they buy. Mm-hmm. So. That's a little yep. little tip. And then also, don't go it alone. Mm-hmm. So using a yard sale to say, hey, any friends got things they want to sell? And 
you know, you can have them all come to your backyard or front yard or you could do like a block wide yard sale. Those are really popular and then advertise them as an event on Facebook. Oh, super, super popular. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, that's a really good one. Yeah. Also on here is knowing the rules. So there are areas where you would need a permit or a license to be able to have a yard sale. A lot of people don't realize this. And why would you? Because most, a lot of people only have one or two yard sales in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not me. (laughs) I have already (laughs) moved eight times in seven years, but... Uh, and actually, and the article says that it's rare, but not in my area. It is required pretty much anywhere that I've had a yard sale, we've needed to have a permit. So, so strange. if you are in a city or t- um, town, usually they will require you. It's not a big deal, but it does require forethought. You need to tell the township that you're doing it. You need to pick up a permit from them, make sure that it's posted on your door. You could be hit with a hefty fine if you don't and you and you were supposed to. Mm-hmm. And because there's rules on how many you can have and some neighborhoods, it's not allowed. If you live in a certain HOA, they may not even allow you to have a yard sale yeah. on your property. So that's in worth which looking case, into. It's a, it's a good idea to go to HOAs and say, hey, if you want to have a yard sale, come to my block. Exactly. Yeah, we did that at somebody's house when we were uh, we lived in an apartment that we didn't have any yard sales. Actually, Hannah, uh, our three bills of the week lady, um, <laughs> and close friend of mine, we did it at her house and like paid her a, a bit of our profit just to have it on her property, which was That's really nice. nice for both of us, I think anyway. <laughs> and we did yes. well because she was on a main road. So That's awesome. Another thing that is in line with having fewer choices is making it easier for buyers by by grouping, alphabetizing, mm-hmm. like separating, just keeping things off the ground. So make it really easy for buyers to have room and shop easily and mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. So and then yeah, also you- check all the pockets and bags mm-hmm. and boxes for money. <laughs> Don't put once anything you, with money out there. Once you get them home. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Same if you're shopping or if you're selling. <laughs> Check those yeah. pockets for money. You don't have to go crazy on organizing your yard sale, but it does help. If there is curb appeal to it, that can, it just does something in the mind of the shopper. It if does. It is it's worth well it. Well organized. It's fantastic, but it doesn't have to be incredibly pretty. It can be as simple as this box is lifted up off the ground and labeled. As much as you can label and price things, even if it's this table is $5, this ta- everything on this table is this amount, everything on this table is this amount, um, that's really helpful. And I think some some purchasers can be deterred if you are not readily available to yell out a price on something um, or if things are not clearly marked with a price. So that part can mm-hmm. be important. And also their advertise well piece on here, these signs. So this is a big one for me as a avid yard sailor. Yard sale signs that have too much crammed lettering or not big enough, It's that is 
you're not going to get people to your sale if it's Mm -hmm. not well marked or if you can't read it. And so make it bigger than you think you need to make it. Like a printer size paper is not going to cut it. Like you need your font to be very big. And it is better to just say yard sale and address with big arrows than to try and jam pack it with the details of what you're selling at the yard sale and like just do the details when, where, and that it's a yard sale. Yep. Also, if possible, don't start advertising 10 miles out. I get it if you're like live, you live in the middle of nowhere, but you're going to lose people if you're trying to get them from a road that is like 10 miles away. (laughs) And if they show up, they may not be the happiest campers. Mm -hmm. And also watch the clock. So I know when you're doing a yard sale, it can get very busy and you can lose track of time. But set alarms or something that let you know what time it is. So that way, as the day goes on, you can become more flexible in your pricing and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, let people get away from with more things. Mm-hmm. So you're not there trying to be there until late into the evening getting this stuff out. Mm-hmm. Yep. I also like the tip on keeping it simple. So this one's referring to pricing everything in understandable increments. I would say go no smaller than quarters, you know, a quarter, 50 cents, 75 cents, dollar, dollar and a quarter, like that type of thing. Or you could keep it even more simple with just dollar amounts. Um, and, and then you can encourage people to buy in bulk as it, as in like 10 of these small items for a dollar or whatever. But you don't mm-hmm. want to be making change with dimes and nickels. Nope. So keep it easy on yourself. Yeah, don't even... Um, And then the last one on this list that I love, don't blow your profits. Mm. So don't turn right around and spend that money you made at the sale. Use that to pay down your debt or beef up your savings, put it towards your, you know, your Roth IRA. Do something with it. Do something with it that's going to make you or save you more money. Yep. Fantastic. I mean, I don't know what better way to end this portion talking about saving your money than with the bill of the week. That's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Hi, Jen and Jill. My name is Sarah and I'm calling from Seattle. My favorite Bill of the Week is the $25 copay for my amazing therapist. $100 a month might sound like a lot to folks on a budget, but it's absolutely been an investment into my long-term happiness and is helping me live a more intentional and frugal life. I grew up poor and also a part of a pretty strict religious community, and my therapist has helped me realize that I have a lot of anxiety and negative core beliefs, both about not having enough material possessions and not being good enough as I am, that have translated into buying things as a way to make myself happy and project the life I thought I should have. 
With my therapist's help, I'm deconstructing those negative thoughts, deciding what I want my life to look like, and learning how to be satisfied with what I have and grounded in who I am. Seriously, worth every penny. Your podcast has inspired me to work with my husband to cut stress-fuel discretionary spending and more quickly pay off debt to build a life that makes us happy. Thanks for the inspiration, guys. Oh my gosh. I'm a little bit close to tears for like a variety of reasons. And I don't think you listened to this bill of the week. I hadn't listened to this bill of the week yet, but how amazing for our one year bill of the week, Sarah. Thank you. Like, first of all, you're super articulate, which was fun to listen to. Um, But also how amazing. I am so glad that you're seeing the value in what you're receiving from therapy Mm -hmm. and the things that it's doing in your life as a whole and how you're working towards well-being on so many levels. Like, and that's a that's an incredible copay. I mean, that doesn't. I'm a therapist, so that doesn't seem like a lot to me. <laughs> Spoken um, like a true therapist. One hundred a month. Um, my word, that it's an incredible bill of the week, but it's coming from uh, an incredible person. So thank you for your listen, l- listening and supporting and sharing. Yeah, thank you so much, Sarah. That is, gosh, one of my one of my favorite parts. I mean, it is my favorite part of the week is hearing the bill of the week. And Mm -hmm. especially when they are like this and we can play just a tiny part in your really amazing story. So Mm -hmm. if you have an amazing story or just a funny story that you want to submit to us that has to do with bill, visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill uh, to leave us yours. It is literally no exaggeration our favorite time of the week when we get to hear from you guys yeah and we really feel like you're out there i love the variety too that sometimes they're off the wall and silly and other times they are like snapshots into people's lives and amazing strides that people are making and taking and Mm. wow (laughs) it's taken on its own life like beyond what i anticipated the bill of the week segment to be. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access, wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet, finance smarter. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. 
I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y.com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. I know. Okay. Okay. Save it for a recap yeah, yeah, after yeah. we go with the lightning round. Okay. 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 Lightning Ooh. round. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> so speaking of our awesome community, we had some awesome suggestions from our community group on Facebook, frugalfriendspodcast.com slash group. Mm-hmm. Um, and we wanted to share some of them with you. Um, this wor- first one is from Brooke, and she says, don't actually don't go unless you actually need something or have time to fix something up, like if you're going <laughs> to, like, flip something. Yeah. Um, which is definitely how you can become – you can become a hoarder if you don't follow Brooke's rule. Yeah, so definitely. I know. And it it is good suggestions. I will say that I have teetered on this because like on the one hand, it's just a fun activity for me. But then on the other hand, as I work towards minimalism and simplicity, sometimes they can go against each other. So it's a fine Fine line. line. But you do get good deals. Also, Lauren in our Frugal Friends community says to map it out. So know the neighborhoods you want to go to and make your route around it, which is really fantastic advice because you don't want to waste gas going from one end of town and then realizing that the other one's at the other end of town, but then you were going to stop at this place on the way. So mapping it out can can help you even be frugal in the process of yard sailing. So thanks, mm-hmm. Lauren. Yes. And we mentioned this a little bit, but it bears reiteration. Elizabeth says... Bring a notebook with the measurements of things that you need. So like spaces where you want to get furniture to fill something or even like small places and stuff. And and then uh, bring your own tape measure because you will be surprised. Nobody will have a tape measure there. <laughs> exactly. Unless they're selling one. And last but certainly not least, Jocelyn says bring ones. Do I finish what she yes. said? <laughs> Yes. Yes. I can't bring myself to it. Uh, Why does Jocelyn suggest bringing ones, Jen? I do. It goes against my background. Jocelyn says, bring ones like you're at the strip club. Oh, Jocelyn. Jocelyn, thank you. That came from our Frugal (laughs) Friends community. That did not come from my mouth. (laughs) I'll Um, I'll take that one for our team. Yeah, thanks, Jen. (laughs) Um, Ones are a better thing to take to yard sales. That's what I'm going to say about that one. Go to yard sales, not strip clubs. That's (laughs) the bumper sticker for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. right. It's been a year. Speaking of that. Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of one of my favorite things uh, from the past year. And I, yeah, this year has been so good and very unexpected 
from what I anticipated when Eric was like, you should start a podcast with Jill because you're both frugal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, and I said, I don't, I don't talk well. And I don't know if this is right for me, but I'll do it Mm -hmm. under the guise of helping Eric out. I would do it. Yeah, same. Out of out out of I guess submission. (laughs) That's not true. But yeah, Eric literally just talked both of us into it, and it has been so fun for me. I would say some of my highlights. Well, first of all, is that this just it doesn't feel like obligation. I thought that it would. And I'm not saying maybe at some point it might get to that point, but one year in and it still doesn't feel like obligation. This is Mm -hmm. fun. It is. And this is what I tell all my friends or even strangers that I interact with. I seem to interact with strangers more than I interact with people I know. So. Uh, that this is a fun outlet for me. It's separate from the other types of work that I do and, and it's enjoyable and it's talking, but yet it, it's fun, but it's also talking about real life stuff that does bleed into more serious areas of life. And so that is an interesting combination for me. And to see the parallels there has been really neat. Like I just thought that, oh, this thing's just going to be fun. But mm-hmm. to now realize the the actual and real impact that talking about these things can have on people's lives Um, And even the community that we have formed, my goodness, is that a highlight, our community? Oh, my gosh, yes. So I've I've been a personal finance writer for several years. And while I really enjoy it, I feel like I've been able to connect with people and meet people and help people Mm -hmm. in a way that I have never experienced before. Like Mm. I really feel like I know some of you in our Facebook group Mm -hmm. or when you've left a bill of the week. And it's just stuff you don't get as a writer Mm. and that I never, uh, I never realized. And it's been so gratifying to, Mm -hmm. to really hear how the podcast and the tips have impacted your life. Cause that's the only reason we're doing this. Mm -hmm. Like it's fun and we get to help people and we get to help other people help other people. We know it's happening even if we don't hear it, but to hear it from you guys is really special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to see the ways that it's like we've grown alongside of it. Um, the fact that we now have a lightning round, <laughs> <laughs> that's a favorite. Uh, but also my own my own growth. I have made personal financial decisions that I know I would not have done if it weren't for this podcast and it weren't for the community that this podcast has created. It has spurred me on more in this journey, which I, yeah, you can't put a price tag on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Having Liz Thames from Frugal Woods on has probably been a highlight for me. And Mm. her book suggestion to combat overspending when you're pregnant to just empower yourself with knowledge. Mm -hmm. Um, And she suggests the book Heading Home with Your Newborn. And I've been reading it and has been really settling some of my nerves. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've, I have been really thankful for that. And then, 
Yeah, that one came at a good time for you, at, like during pregnancy to have mm-hmm. interviewed her was, yeah, it it seemed meaningful to you. Yeah, yeah. And then anytime, um, almost every episode I learn something just from, you know, researching the topic. So mm-hmm. I can't pinpoint anything else because I learned so much, but that was probably the most Im- impactful one mm-hmm. for me. I'm mm-hmm. really thankful to have her on. Yeah. I, my favorites have been the interviews. Whenever somebody asks like, oh, what's your favorite? I don't know that I could necessarily pinpoint one interview in particular. I I really have liked all of the interviews, but I do feel like those are some of our best episodes. For me personally, I think that Joshua Becker, both the, when we did that for our book club and the interview, that was, if I were to say, that was one of my favorites, but only because of the personal impact that it had for me, similar to what you're saying about pregnancy. Like it really helped me to take more seriously minimalism, to embrace the lifestyle and what it can provide more. Um, and I think having the opportunity to have him on the show was really cool. But I mean, Allison Baggerly, like she was so fun. Yes. Yeah. We've just, I mean, all of them, the, the exercise, the capsule pantry, like they've all been so, and then the, the stories of Im- immense amounts of debt payoff. I, yeah, I could go on. Literally all of them have been so good, but it's been really cool to hear from other people and get other voices onto the show as well. Yeah. And I'll let you guys in on, I like have our statistic pulled up right now. So these are the top 10 episodes that you guys have listened to. Mm, Nice. Yeah. So um, I'll start with number 10. I'll just go down the list. So modifying the Dave Ramsey baby steps to pay off debt with Marilee of Easy Budget. Love her. That was a great interview if you're trying to do a hybrid of the baby steps. Mm-hmm. Couponing for extremely normal people. Nice. <laughs> uh, minimalist budgeting. So like why even frugal people still need a budget. Allison's debt payoff story, Allison from Inspired Budget, how she paid off $111,000 with her husband while they were starting a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, frugal beauty. So mm-hmm. natural, affordable beauty, skincare tips. The tenacity and frugality it takes to pay off your mortgage with Andy Hill. Who writes these titles? Yeah. <laughs> Must be a professional writer. <laughs> um, how to use the Kanmari method to declutter. Number three is personal finance basics. So what you need to understand and care about to thrive financially. Number two is how a no-spend month can help you be more frugal. And the number one downloaded episode of all time, Frugality 101, Uh our very first First episode. episode. That makes me nervous because we did not have it down yet. No, our first few episodes were horrible. And you can tell by the one-star review. All of our one-star reviews were like late, like a year ago. It's horrible. They weren't horrible. But they were a start. They are where you they start. They were a start. We were starting out. So I hope if you if you go back and listen to the archives, you'll give us grace. But all these other ones are um, pretty pretty recent, like from mm-hmm. the end of the year and from this year. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah. And and number number two was just from the end of January. So that's a big jump from one to two. Still yeah, and how many downloads. downloads we have has just, it, yeah, really some exponential growth for yeah. us, which is exciting for us. I know. There's so, we have so many frugal friends now, and we are so appreciative to mm-hmm. y'all mm-hmm. For, for listening, for saying nice things, mm-hmm. for taking action. For telling um, your friends. Yes. And so here's to you all. Here's Thank to you. you for one year that we're still around and we've got listeners. Yes. One year in. Yes. All right. Well, that we're going to stop Hemin and Han and uh, let you guys go enjoy your Friday. But it is April and we're still doing the book club. Book club's another great thing I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that we do that. And so this April we are reading Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And uh, that's a, a real good one. Yeah. It's a classic. And if we're, you will. S- we're still doing this thing where we give a free copy of the book for one free copy for every five reviews so that you could be put yourself into a drawing for that by leaving us a review on iTunes or Stitcher and screenshotting that review, then emailing it over to us at frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. We select the winners at the end of each month and you could win yourself Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Yes. And I keep wanting to say Napoleon Dynamite, if we're being honest. (laughs) It's Napoleon Hill though. And if you want an example of a really great review, here's one from our latest book winner, Leela, and she says, or the title just says Soulmate. I love it. And it's Aww, five stars. Nice. And it goes, uh, this love this podcast as forever frugal, few friends and family get my lifestyle. How refreshing it is to hear from frugal friends. And that is exactly what we're going for. So thank Fantastic. you. Fantastic. Thanks for the reviews, everyone. Thanks for the listen. Here's to one year. Here's to hopefully here, here. many more years. And feel free to join our Frugal Friends Facebook community group. Tell us what you have done in the past year financially yes. or otherwise. Maybe what, what you'd like to see in the coming year in our podcast. Yeah, just interact, engage. Let's celebrate together. Yes. Many, many gifts. Mm -hmm. Thank you. See you next week. Frugal Friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Siriani. I forgot to mention that probably the gifts in the group, in the Facebook group, are also... One of my favorite things. Ooh, those are good. I mean, I'm still recording. Are you still recording? Yeah. There you go. It's making it in. The GIFs are like, yeah, like the GIFs. The GIFs. The Uh, GIFs. Those are so fun. And people have become so creative with them. I literally Mm. have laughed out loud just scrolling through our Facebook community group feed. Yes. And I think, and I've said this in another episode, I prefer that feed over just my regular Facebook feed. Oh, I turned off my Facebook feed. I got this thing that turns off your, your news feed. Oh, I got to do that. And replaces it with an inspirational quote.
Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I only want the Facebook Frugal Friends community feed because it's so, it's either uplifting or it has tips that are usable for me, relatable, or it's funny. Mm-hmm. Like one of those categories. <laughs> who wouldn't want that? I, d- I don't know who doesn't want that. <laughs> also, Show that me their faces. To- to turn off your news feed, it's called the News Feed Eradicator. Ooh, I like that name yeah. even. I'll put that, that I'll put that in our show notes. <laughs> Look for the News Feed Eradicator. Eradicate your news feed and join the Frugal Friends community. But don't we can't talk about it because we can't talk about what happens after the outro. <laughs> yeah. It'll just be a secret. See who listens to us after our outro. Who wants more? Who is like, I so can't get enough of this thing. I'm going to let it keep playing. But they get some goodies sometimes. You know, some goodies. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Happy one year, Jen. Happy one year. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.